Good morning and welcome to the prayer line. This is Bishop Smith coming at you at the top of the hour, 5 a.m. June 1st. Can you believe it? We are done with May already. We're into June. Man, time is not waiting on anyone. But hey, listen, thank you for being on the prayer call this morning. I believe that, you know what? The scripture tells us to get up early in the morning and seek the face of the Lord, and that's what we're doing. We're up seeking the face of the Lord and not his hand. I believe as we do so, God's going to meet us right where we are this morning. And so I know that there are some of you online that you have needs. Some of you online, praying is just your thing. It's your thing. It's your wheelhouse. You know in your heart is what God called you to do. So we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We want to say good morning to our new Destiny Church family. And we praise God for you and I pray that you all are doing well this morning. Thank you for being on the prayer line. Thank God for our intercessors. We say good morning to them and the controllers and everybody that make what we do this morning happen from Tuesday through Thursday. You all make it happen. You all are superstars, and we thank God for you all. We want to say good morning to the universal body of Christ that is on the line, no matter where you're calling in from. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for being part of our morning prayer and a time of devotion as we prepare our hearts to get into the Word of God and pray. And what we're doing here is we're setting the tone for the day. We're commanding we're commanding the morning. We're commanding the day with the Word of God. I want to introduce our team, and we're going to get going this morning. We have Sister Helena. She will be doing our prayer requests and praying over those prayer requests. Minister Helena, how are you doing this morning? Good morning, Bishop. I am doing very well. Thank you. You sound very well. I pray Michael is doing well, your family is doing well, and everyone's excellent, excellent, excellent this morning. Yep, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And then we have with us, we haven't had him on with us for a while because he has been finishing up the school year because his other life, he is a school teacher. But this morning, you all, I'm going to make you jealous because I'm going to paint a word picture and tell you exactly where he is. He's in his backyard sitting on his screened-in porch on the fence line. I heard birds chirping early in the morning. I'm like, this is something out of a picture. And so it is none other than Pastor Tommy Powell all the way from Augusta, Georgia. Pastor Powell, how are you this morning? Bishop, I'm the north side of Fabulous. It's a beautiful day in Georgia. I'm I'm sitting here watching the sunshine peek through my tree line of pine trees, and birds are already in concert. It's a new day in God, new mercies, new life, and I am excited to be with my new destiny family and one of my best friends and Bishop Carl C. Smith. Well, thank you for being with us, uh, sitting back there with your Georgia Georgia uh, pine lines. So we thank God for it. And the birds, <laughs> the birds are in concert, brother. Oh Lord! And, oh my hey, goodness, man! If, if you send me.
me a bird with a tuxedo on, I'm going to be messed up now. I'm going to be messed up. watching birds and he just reminds me, listen, if I'm taking care of the birds of the of the air, how much more will I take care of you? So I'm I'm back here getting ministered to as we prepare to go into devotion. I know that's right. Because if the birds and lilies are well nourished, God will definitely oh God will definitely not forget about us. See that's ministering to somebody whether we know it or not. We'd be in ourselves just but that is ministering to somebody because if God cares about the birds of the air and the lilies of the field, he said, aren't you much more than they? Aren't you much more? Yeah, we are much more. And so, Father, we thank you that we are much more than the birds of the air and the lilies of the field and Solomon and all of his Lord God glory. We are more than them because you supply all of our needs. And so, Father, according to Matthew six thirty three, we seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness. And you said all these things shall be added unto us. What things? What you eat, what you drink, and what you're going to wear. We don't have to worry about those things. So I come up against the spirit of worry. I come up against anxiety that, Lord God, turns into fear. I come up against it right now, and I declare it has dominion, power, or authority. So have your way this morning. In Jesus' name, Pastor Powell. Amen. Well, thank you, Bishop. And, again, thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of the, the work and being a part of the New Destiny family, it always means so much to me. Uh, today's devotion will be coming from Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. And it just simply says, reading out of the New King James Version, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us or transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. And um, man, this is a, this is a loaded scripture right here. Um, and I'm going to do my best to just give you a nugget or two in the, in the, in the time allotted here. But this is, it says that God has delivered us from the power of darkness. One of the first things is I want you to, that word power there is the word exousia. It's not dynamus. It's not dynamus. It's exousia. And this word literally refers to an authority. It refers to tyranny. Uh, it refers to uh, being under the authority, and in our case, the prince of darkness. And and it 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 it, it, it helped helps me to first of all say thank you Jesus for thinking enough about me to get me up out of there and but number two it, it reminds me of uh, a time when um, we went to the state capitol and uh, was going to open up the session that morning and it was interesting because they wanted 
our bishop to open up with prayer for the session. And so we go and we open up the session with prayer and close the prayer in Jesus' name. But the minute they started the session, the ideas, the goals, the values were of another authority. And it was so interesting to see the stark contrast because I'm like, wait a minute. You say let's start prayer, let's start the session in the name or in the authority of Jesus. But everything after the prayer is from another authority. It represents another value system. It represents another philosophy, other ideas that is in stark contrast with Jesus. So the first thing is, he says, I've delivered you from the authority, the way of living, the power of darkness. Now watch what he says. He says, this darkness, the word darkness here means difficult to understand. It means unhappiness. It means ruin. So he says, I've delivered you from this authority that was ruling over you, that you were alienated from me. I've delivered you from this tyranny of darkness which that was causing unhappiness, that was causing ruin, that was causing things in your life to be hard to understand. It was causing an ignorance. And what I've done is I've delivered you into the kingdom, a different realm of my beloved son. And just for the sake of our time here, I want to I want to hone in on something that's so important in this one one scripture. Our father has delivered us into the kingdom of his beloved son. He's delivered us from the authority of darkness that that would cause unhappiness, that would cause tyranny or bondage in our life, that would cause ruin in our life, that would cause ignorance and lacking understanding in our lives. But Bishop, one of the things that as that as a as a church we have to we have to understand is this scripture is a positional scripture. This tells us our position now. This tells us that we are no longer in the position under the tyranny of the prince of darkness that would want to bring unhappiness, ruin, ignorance, lacking understanding into our lives. He says, I've moved you out of that, and I've put you in a position, in a kingdom that's governed by my son, by righteousness, by love. Now watch this. If we only get excited about the position, we will miss the experience of this new kingdom. The position doesn't guarantee the experience. Now we have to, as he says in, in Matthew 6, 33, now we have to seek first this kingdom in all of our lives now. He did his job. I'm going to move you out of this authority. I'm, you're no longer going to be under the tyranny, the bondage of ruin and unhappiness and darkness and, 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 and ignorance and understanding. I'm moving you to this kingdom. 
where I love what um, I love what the the scripture says that when he moved us from this kingdom, now we, we he set us up for the commonwealth of Israel, that we have hope where we were once alienated, that we have a great expectation where we had no expectation. He says, I'm putting you in a position now that you will see your life so changed from ruin to productivity. I'm putting you in a position where you can see your life go from lacking understanding to knowing the will of God in your life and walking in it and pleasing him. I'm moving you from a position of bondage that I'm going to make you free in God's love. I'm going to make you bold and confident in the love of my son. Now I want you to seek first my kingdom because I'm promising you all these things. You can hope in all these things because of your position. Now I want to move you from just the position to experiencing all of this in your life to the glory of God. And you know what? I can't think of a better time than the time we're in right now in our society to see a, a group of people demonstrating what it is to live as a citizen and an ambassador in the kingdom of God. So he says, I'm, 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 I'm moving you from the authority, the tyranny, the bondage, and I'm moving you to a place in a kingdom of my beloved son. The one thing I want to bring out here is he says, the son of my love, listen, guys, in my life personally right now, my devotion every morning, I'm reminding myself that I'm loved of God. I'm reminding myself that in Christ I'm, I'm loved of God. I'm reminding myself through the scripture that nothing separates me from this love. And when you read through Romans uh, chapter 8, it talks about how experiencing this love, the depth, the height, the breadth of this love, it causes me to be confident, even when stuff around me is uncertain. It causes me to be bold, even when stuff around me says I should be timid. He says, I'm giving you, this is your inheritance. I'm moving you out of something that would make your family unhappy, make you unhappy. I'm moving you out of just settling for ruins. I'm moving you out of that, and I'm bringing you into the kingdom of my beloved son, where you have understanding of what I desire for you, where you have understanding of what I'm doing through you, where you have the confidence, the boldness in my love. Now we have to seek first his kingdom and move from just position to experience in God's kingdom. Father, I want to thank you right now for the truth of your word. I pray that you give us wisdom and the grace to experience as a lifestyle this positional transfer that you've given us. I pray right now that your sons and daughters, Father, we hunger and thirst your kingdom, that we seek first your kingdom in every area of our life. We seek first your kingdom, your ideas, your values, your philosophies, your way of doing things, your righteousness, your peace, your joy in every area of our lives, Father. Not just that we may enjoy it, but that we will be an example of what it is to live under your rule, in your realm of your kingdom. Thank you for this great body of believers. Thank you for the great and precious promises that are on their lives. Thank you for a hope that makes us not ashamed. We give you honor and praise now in Jesus Christ's name. Amen, amen, and amen. Bishop. Amen. Praise God. Wow. Wow. 
Man, I have a lot to add to that, but we're going to hold it for a minute, and then we'll circle back in just a minute. We'll unpack a little more before we bring it to a close. At this time, we're going to have Minister Helena come with our prayer requests. Minister Helena. Thank you, Bishop, and thank you, Pastor Powell. What a beautiful and powerful devotion. Yes, we do have some prayer requests, and this morning we want to thank God for his privilege, for allowing us to come boldly to his throne, and to present these cases. And we thank him in advance because we know that we've already won. And so, Father God, thank you so much for the privilege. We don't take it lightly. We have a prayer request from Sheena Bell. She is asking a prayer over her sister's upcoming custody case. She wants the best outcome for her nephew. And so, Father God, we are asking for your divine favor the favor that only you can give. That's what we are asking this morning over this case. The prayer is for the sister to win. We want her to win the custody and to raise this nephew in a home that you have ordained. We know that wherever you are, there's love and there's blessing. So that's what we're asking on behalf of this nephew. Psalm 512 says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround her as with a shield during this case. We know you will see her through, and we know that you are able. So we thank you in advance for making sure that the case is on her side. The battle is already won. We pray that your grace will be with her in the courtroom, and she is a winner already. So we thank you so much. We are confidently thanking you for her case. Now, Father God, we are presenting our sister Yvette, Yvette Antienza, whose brother transitioned on yesterday. We are bringing her, and also we are bringing all other family members that are mourning right now to the throne of grace. Father, we are asking that you cover them with your great wings of love. Give their weary heart, rest their mind, because you said you give us sound mind. We know that a lot is going on. But Father God, as we are asking you, we know that you will provide that sound mind for all that are going through these problems, these situations right now. We pray for all the families that are facing similar issues. Embrace all of those hearts today, Father God. We know that a lot of them have unanswered questions and sense of loss. You hold them with your arms, Father God, your comfort arms. Keep and carry them in the sadness and the loss that they are facing right now. Comfort them the way only you can do. And may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard their hearts and mind, Father God. As they're making all necessary arrangements, may you strengthen them and give them the wisdom that they need. For Father, you are the source of comfort. And so bless them with your comfort, dear God. Bless them with your comfort of love. All they need is you right now. We can say so many things, but we cannot feel exactly what they're feeling. So that's why we call it unto you. For Psalm 34, 18 says, You are close to people whose hearts are breaking. Those who are discouraged and have given up hope. Their hope is in you and it's not in any of us or any of their loved ones. And so, Father God, you show up. Show up strongly. 
in their arrangements, show up strongly in their their thinking, show up strongly in everything that they are planning to do. And may you who see their troubles and grief respond when they cry out, Father God. We believe in you, we trust in you because you've done so many things already. And so we know that this morning as we have presented them to the throne of grace, grace who are bound everywhere, every step they take in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for answering our prayers in advance. And we know that they will come forth with praise reports. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. We thank God for our prayer request this morning. And we declare, as Minister Helena said, that every one of them would become praise reports. How God will come in and God will meet you right where you are. And I pray that over you this morning, no matter what you're going through, that the Lord sees you where you are and the Lord will meet your every need. It is so key that the Lord meets your every need. No matter what you have suffered, if you're dealing with heart issues, you're dealing with um, back pain this morning, you're dealing with um, physical illness, I declare the wonder-working power of our God will work in you and through you, that the power, the anointing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will go right to that pain and begin to heal that disease and heal that disorder in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we thank you for it this morning. We lift up, Lord God, um, Elder Della to you this morning. And we thank you, Father God, that you see her right where she is. Then, Lord God, you bring healing to her physical body. And, Lord God, not only that, you bring speedy recovery to her body. Restore her to life according to Jeremiah verse 30 and verse 17. You promised, Lord God, you would, Lord God, restore your people to health and heal them of their wounds. And so, Father, we thank you that every wound is healed and you are restoring your body, the body of Christ, everyone who is sick. Lord God, you're restoring them to health. This is our prayer because you said if there's any sick among you, let them call on the elders of the church, and the elders of the church, Lord God, will pray the prayer of faith, and you said the prayer of faith will heal the sick. And so, Father, we release our faith on everyone's behalf, whether they send a prayer request in or not. They're on this line. They're up early this morning, and they didn't just get up. You didn't just wake them up to wake them up, Father, but they were obedient. You woke them up, and they got on the line. And so, Father, we're praying for them. We're praying over them. We're praying over their families, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And, Father, I, I declare, Father, I pray for their children this morning, their children this morning, that maybe they've, they, they've got a hold to um, life, and life's got a hold of them, some vice in life, and it seems like they're going astray. Father, I thank you that you would send the right person. You will send the right word to navigate them, Father, under your protection, under your sovereign hand. Wake them up to the reality of their truth, as Pastor Powell so wonderfully put, 
help them understand their position, their position, how they have been repositioned in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we bless you for it. We thank you for it. I thank you for the peace of God that I feel this morning on this prayer line. You said, Lord God, according to John's gospel, your peace, it surpasses all understanding. It contains the power to keep the hearts and to keep our minds in Christ Jesus. So we thank you for the ever-abiding state of wholeness that you desire for all of us to arrive at. And, Father, I declare that, that we all will arrive in the, at the state of wholeness. It is our inheritance as being the righteous and being sons of God. It is our inheritance, peace. And, Lord, we declare that over our life. Declare that over your life this morning. The peace of God covers me. The peace of God flows to every situation concerning me. For, Father, you said you would perfect those things that is concerning us, and I declare they are perfected in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we come to a close this morning, I would love to go back, and I want, I want to, I want to, I want to just highlight, highlight a point that Pastor Powell said, and I don't know about you all, I couldn't move from that point. I could not move from that point. He said, I want to look at this from the standpoint of your position. You have been repositioned. And so, Pastor Powell, you, you, you so wonderfully said that. You said a lot of things wonderfully. But you, you talked about the reposition. So I'm going to ask you to come back and explain that a little bit more about our new positioning as we've been repositioned by God the Father. Pastor Powell. Yes, sir. Um, so it, in, in, in the gospel, you will see a lot of times where he'll say, that he that knew no sin became sin, that we might become the righteousness of Christ. Well, that's our position. That's our position. He yes. says here where he's, he's taken us from the, from the power of darkness, the, the authority of darkness, and placed us in the kingdom of his beloved son. That's a change in position. It's, it's essentially... Um, where, let me see how I can say this. So I've been working in a, in, in a school, and I've been working in the school, and my position in the school is a classroom teacher, right? Now I'm working on some, some coursework, and I get back in August, and my position changes to an administrator. Well, with the change in position, now that sets me up for more responsibility, more authority, more money, but it all comes with a change in position. Now, my position will say, hey, 
Your responsibility is this. You're called this. You can do this. You can do that. But now what I need is to live it out practically. My position says, hey, you can have happiness in this kingdom. Hey, you can live a a holy, consecrated life, which sets you up to experience the love, the life, and the prosperity in God. But it's up to you now to do the things necessary that will give you the promise, the hope of what your position now dictates, if that's making any sense, Bishop. That makes a lot of sense to me. So what you're saying is with the new position, number one, came new responsibility. Sure. Only did yes. new responsibility, it brought a new level of increase also in your life. So yes. can we say it this way, the positioning, one positioning, one position opens you up to a life of failure. And another position opens you up to success. Absolutely. So darkness, a, a, a metaphor for darkness is to be puzzling, meaning to have a huge puzzle laying on the table for you with no idea how to make all the pieces fit together. That's what the picture of darkness is. A lot of the uh, terminology in Hebrew and Greek, it was picture-oriented. So the picture is puzzling. It's, it's like I can't make sense of this, and I don't know how to do this. God says, child of God, I don't want you to live a life where you don't know how to make heads or tails out of nothing. That's your old life. I'm getting ready to translate. I'm going to put you in a new position, and in this new position, I'm giving you the promise that you're going to know the hope of your calling. I'm giving you the promise that you're going to know how to live a life that's prosperous and successful, not successful according to darkness because we try to measure our success according to darkness. No, no, no. I'm going to give you the hope and the promise that you're going to measure your life. Your life will be successful according to what God ordained, tailor-made for you before the foundations of the earth. I'm going to put you in a position that no matter what ruined your life, made your life unhappy, whether it was generational, whether it was iniquity in the family, whatever it was, I'm putting you in a position where I'm going to do away with it all. I'm going to put you in a position where you can prosper in all things. Your life is not a puzzle. Your life is going to be clear, not dark. Wow. Your life is going to, I'm going to set you up for an experience that the kingdom of darkness wanted to rob you of. Now, now I got excited, so I'm sorry for getting excited. But, yeah, that's kind of the idea here of my position. No. Now I got to live according to my position. And see, what happens a lot of times, and I know in Pastor Powell's life, I, I lived a life kind of like that state capital. I, I, I was naming the name of Jesus, but I was living in darkness. My, I was naming the name of Jesus, but my relationships were still according to self-interest, being served and not serving, and I was still doing that, and I was still experiencing ruin even though I was in the kingdom of God. How did that happen? Because my mind wasn't renewed, and I was still thinking like the kingdom that I had been translated from, and until I began to learn to live according to my new position, my marriage was still unhappy and in ruins. 
the minute I learned that Jesus said, hey, my, man, my model of manhood is Jesus Christ. And he said, I came to serve, not be served. Wait a minute, I got a new revelation now. In my position, I can't expect my wife to serve me. I got to learn to serve her. Once I learned it, marriage began to change. Wow. Once I learned, you see, I had to learn to live according to this new position. Because we can be in the kingdom, but we still live according to darkness. And we still experience not knowing what to do next. We still experience unhappiness. We still experience being kind of miffed about what I do next. We still live a lifestyle of darkness, even though we have a position. Jesus, help me right now. Even though we have a position in the kingdom of his beloved son. Wow. That's incredible because you now you've gone from position to puzzled. So you've given us some, some you you really bring in some clarity to the scripture because it's it's from we started at positioning, but now you've used the word puzzle, and when you use that word puzzle, it took me it reminded me of what Paul said to the church at Corinth in Second Corinthians four and four. Really, you need to start. Mm-hmm. With Three to understand it, and verse three and four says, "But if our gospel be hidden, it is hidden or lost, and whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds, puzzled them which believeth not, least the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servant for Jesus' sake." For God, who commanded light to shine out of darkness, have shined in our hearts to give the light to the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now, I read verse 3 and all the way through 6, but this is what came to my heart and mind when you start talking about puzzle. It's that those, those spiritual cataracts on the unbeliever and some believers' eyes. So now you're saying in the, in the kingdom of darkness and under the authority of darkness, we're puzzled, but under the authority of the kingdom of his dear son, we discover purpose. We discover purpose. Here, here's the thing, Bishop. So Paul comes back and he says, you know, one of the stalking, one of the scriptures that's like, give me a break is, one we quote all the time, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. He's talking to saved people. He's talking to, to people that have been translated into the kingdom of his beloved son. He says, now, in order to experience your new position, you've got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove, experience, live out that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God for your life. You need to stop. You need to stop. So now, transformation, you're mm-hmm. highly transformation, but you're saying transformation should bring about a change. It has to. Oh, Lord Jesus, y'all. Do you all hear this? It has to. Do you see what happens when, listen to how I want to say this. Do you see what happens when the king comes and reclaims his territory? When the king 
reclaims his territory, everything that he originally intended for that territory starts to manifest within that territory. That's the kingdom. The place where God rules is the place where God provides for what is his. Is Christ ruling in your heart this morning? We've unpacked a lot with one scripture. Colossians 1.13 He has delivered us from the powers of darkness and translated us to the kingdom of his dear son which positions us, brings us out of being puzzled in our conscience and now discovering our purpose so that change can manifest itself in our lives. Wow. And and not just in our lives because one of the things about scripture was written in the east in a from an eastern perspective. And we interpret everything from a western perspective. And I'm going to say this and stop. But it's not just in our lives. Because from a, from a Jewish perspective or an Eastern perspective, God's t- intent in his kingdom is not just peace to the individual. But that peace from that individual should translate into peace into society. Not just peace in in society, but it also should translate into the systems of this world. Oh, so wherever I am, and and that's that's the nature of this kingdom. This kingdom, the the the, the nature of living in God's kingdom is is, is first of all, is being transformed by renewing out of our mind, and and beginning to understand that when God wants this peace or this righteousness or this joy this fitting the puzzle together, the walking in a confidence, it's not just for the individual. See, he wants this to live in the whole lump. He wants to be in the family, in the, in the culture, in the, re, in the religious system, in the world system. And this kingdom began to triumph and rule over all. So even as we're talking about this kingdom, it's a whole shift in mindset because most of the Western world wants it for me. No, no, no. You're just a reservoir that he wants to bring through you. This triumphant kingdom. So so now you're saying that... And I'm going to stop right there. But you're saying... Here's how I hear what you're saying. What was transferred to you have to be managed by you, and you have to be responsible to spread it. Absolutely. You're a whole spreader. Whoa. You're a whole spreader. Do you all hear this this morning? See, 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 I believe that we've had, we've been so affected by the Western religion, that's what I'm going to call it, Western interpretation of Christianity, which is religion, that we haven't looked at it as clear as we should have 
and we've made the gospel all about us when the gospel is all-inclusive. It's not just about you, but it's about your environment. It's everything around you and how you should be spreading the gospel to those people that you touch in your everyday life and a general way of life. And so now we're dealing with another word that I started mentioning, Pit Pastor Powell, on Sunday, which is colonization. Yes. Absolutely. Because we're talking about kingdom. Everything is the kingdom, man. My relationship needs to look like the kingdom. The way I manage time, money, my body, my relationship needs to look like the kingdom. And people need to be able to say, well, it was was interesting. Um, uh, Family was dealing with something, and uh, I was... I was brokenhearted about it. It was one of my children. And uh, I guess, you know, I, I was kind of distant that day at work. And, and so my, 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 my principal, and it's interesting because my principal, who is a preacher, says, um, well, Powell, you seem to be a little different. I said, yeah, man, I got some stuff going in the family, da-da-da, Sunday, da-da-da. He says, well, how old is your son? Now, watch what he says. Now, here it is. I said 22, and he looked at me strange, like, well, he, he passed 18. Why are you worried about that? And I'm looking at him, look at me, and I'm like, wait a minute. We, we preaching the same gospel, the gospel of the kingdom. He says he's 18. Why are you worried about him? He's grown now. I said, no. I said, Doc, and I called his last name. I said, no, no, no. I said, that's the Western world talking. That's not the kingdom of God talking. Because the kingdom of God says that as father, as father, I said he judged Eli based on his grown sons. Mm. It has nothing to do with age. That's a Western society coming into the body of Christ. The kingdom of God says father is responsible, stewarding the life and conscience of his children. Now, I can't make him do nothing as a grown person, but I can still influence him. And that, that worldview comes from the kingdom. His worldview is coming from Western society. Golly, my God. Do you all hear this? Now, he done went all the way back to the Old Testament, you all. He's in the book of Samuel. And what he just made reference to is, is Eli the priest and his son Hophni and Phinehas and how... They were doing just stuff that was just unseemly. They were just doing stuff totally out of the kingdom, and they were just doing crazy stuff. But Samuel's first prophecy is the prophecy of devastation of a dynasty within one day because the father would not be responsible to discipline his children based on the culture of that day. Wow. See, what's happening here, Pastor Powell, and our time is well spent, but it's like I've come into an interview with you, and what we're starting here is to really look at what kingdom culture should look like. Yes. From a Western perspective, as you said, it is an Eastern perspective book. The Bible is from the East, not from the West, but I believe 
our interpretation has been through democracy, which hinders us. Sure. Sure. See, and, and Bishop, it, and this kingdom should be affecting every part of our life. And I know I keep saying I'm gonna stop, but you keep going. I know I know our 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 family has to get to work. One of the biggest stark contrasts was a big contrast was the state capitol. The another one was I was watching uh I was in a hotel one time and I I, I watched a, an African American lady and an Asian lady, a Western and an Eastern. And the children would see the uh the glass door where you come in the hotel, it's a sliding door. And African Americans uh lady let uh, her, her son was running towards the door. And when she saw him running towards the door, she ran after him, stopping before he ran into the glass door because he thought it was just open. He didn't understand it was a glass. And then I watched an Asian lady who was in the East, comes from the East. Her son began to run. And these are toddlers, so they're not running fast. They ain't going to break the glass or nothing like that. They're they toddlers. And I watched this Eastern lady let her son run into that door. And when he fell down, he just, you know, fell on his little bottom. She went and picked him up, made sure he was okay, hugged him. And I remember hearing the Holy Spirit say, that's the difference. She understood that this would never happen again if he fell under her supervision, while the Western world wants to prevent everybody from going through anything, and we're ever learning but never coming to the knowledge of truth. It was a difference in mindset in that one instance. The kingdom of God is a whole difference. It's a whole 180 turn from the Western world. Smith, we got to stop. I'm sorry. Bishop, we got to stop. Wow, this is stupid. This is like you said earlier. You used the word stupid. So Bishop, you call me stupid? No, I said this is because now you're you don't wait for position to process <laughs> because what you just described is a process. Yeah. And a lot of times we want to stop the process, but if you stop the process, you won't learn the lesson. Absolutely. Absolutely. The mother didn't. One mother stopped the process, so that African American child didn't learn the process. He didn't. He didn't get the knowledge that he should have received by going fully through that process. And another mother let the child go through the process under her supervision. Let help the baby understand you're okay, but more likely the baby won't do that. Mm -hmm. Because they understood that they understood the outcome. Man, man, Destiny, I pray you all are being blessed by this conversation this morning and this prayer line. Because it's been so much unpacked based on this scripture. And we ain't done. Let me tell you something. Uh, Sunday, we, we're, we're heading and you know to, towards Pentecost on Sunday, but I'm telling you, where we are dealing with the kingdom, we're going to stay here. I was talking with somebody in the staff meeting yesterday, and they said, Pastor, are you, 
are you going to stay here because what you're saying the church need to understand? And I'm going to tell you, absolutely, we're going to stay here because we need to rediscover the kingdom in our walk with God. It is the only thing that liberates you. I pray that you all have been blessed. Pastor Powell, thank you so much for being our guest. You have been absolutely wonderful and fantastic. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Minister Helene, thank you so much for prayers. And you all, thank you all for being on the prayer line with us this morning. I pray that you have been blessed this morning. Pray that you've been blessed this morning. Listen, a couple of things, and then we're gonna we're gonna bring you to a close tonight. We're gonna be in the sanctuary. Y'all know how we do it. We're we're streaming live. But come next week is our first in person live gathering, and we're gonna do some things a little bit different um, on that first one. So you want to be a part of it. We're gonna we're gonna come into this type of conversation. I'm gonna be interviewing some folks. We're gonna be talking about some real live events that are going on in America today and also going on in our lives and how we're dealing with them and so forth and so on. And it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. So you don't want to miss that. So mark your calendars that's coming up on June the 8th. You don't want to miss it. And so, Father, today I ask that you give every person on the sound of my voice traveling grace and traveling mercy. Father, this has been a great time this morning we spent under your care. I thank you for using Minister Helena through her prayers. You said the prayers of the righteous availeth much. I also thank you for Pastor Powell and the wisdom and how he's articulated one scripture and how we extract so much from just one truth. One truth, Lord God, that you have transferred us from the kingdom, the authority of darkness, and place us into the kingdom, the authority of light, and what that does in the life of the born-again believer. I thank you, Father, for our positioning. I thank you it is through that, and we understand who you are as a father, that we're able to go through the process knowing that you will catch us if we fall. But, Father, there's lessons to be learned. And, Father, we learn those lessons through your truth. I ask, Father, that you give every person traveling grace and traveling mercy as we travel today. No sickness, harm, or danger will come near you or the vehicles you're traveling in. It'll get you back home safely. But, Father, even more than that, bring someone across our path or let us come across the path of someone that we can begin the process of colonization, that we can influence them with truth and love. As Pastor Powell so wonderfully said, the gospel is not just for us. It's for our environments. It's for society. Help us to no longer be selfish with what we possess. Mm. Mm. I declare these things. Wow. Amen. Woo! Y'all, that's it. I'm done. I'm out. I'll see y'all tonight. This is this is Miss Elena, Pastor Powell, and Bishop. We signing off, y'all. Open up the line.